Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Inside the Squad. Today, we spoke with the amazing Katie Huber. She is the supervisor of the dispatchers here at the Lafayette Police Department. And we just had a good conversation about how maybe the calls differ through the holidays. Uh, We discussed about hiring because they are hiring five dispatchers. So if you're interested or know somebody, please spread the word. And then we just had a good conversation about police work and, and dispatcher relationships. So enjoy. Yeah, let's not forget hey, why we're here. Katie no, Huber, okay. thanks Anna for Shields. coming back. I was not here when you were here three years ago. No. Well, I wasn't on the podcast. Nor was I. So it's great to have you. Thank we appreciate you. having you. What's your official title? I am CAD Administrator Dispatch Supervisor. All right, we'll have you explain that here in a second. Just real quick, Patty's in the house. Hi. Was it last podcast that you couldn't make it? Yeah, last she- podcast you scheduled and didn't consult me yes that's the one just to be clear it was my fault she wanted to be here but it was my fault so i apologize no no that's all right you can do it without me apparently (laughs) i told you it was my fault i told you tom is where did tom go alan he's got a bunch of vacation to burn so he's just taking vacation tom's living the good life alan's here i'm here obviously and the captain is here and he's got a new garage door so, but we're really here because we wanted to talk to you, Katie, because you are amazing, mm-hmm. and you're a CAD what? CAD administrator. CAD. So I'm in charge of our CAD system, so our computer aided dispatch system. Okay. I'm the maintenance person for it, and obviously a dispatch supervisor. So, I guess first and foremost, can you explain to people what CAD is? CAD. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! First, wait. No. Sorry, we're hiring, right? We are hiring. We are December hiring. December sixth is when it closes for okay. it to be a dispatcher. December sixth. How do you apply? Go on to the city website for look for employment opportunities and look for communications technician. How many spots do we have open? We have five spots open. Oh wow! We have a process going on right now, and then this new one. What? Uh, so what's the requirements? Uh, just be eighteen years of age or older um, to have a valid driver's license. And, I mean, we look for people with skills to be able to multitask, be able to handle stressful situations, make quick decisions under pressure, and be a good team member. And you've got on-the-job training? We do on-the-job training. It's usually four to eight months is how long it takes to get somebody to be released from training. And then it takes you a little over a year to feel comfortable in what you're doing and answering those calls. But we have a lot of different calls. I mean, you can take a domestic, and it can go ten different ways. So we have to teach all the different ways and things that could happen or go wrong or to, to get people help. Okay. Do, uh, how many applicants do we normally get during a process? Is that kind of just depends? Yeah. It just really depends. just, yeah. And I guess we might as well, no, we're going to make this about you, but we are hiring police officers as well. Um, I have to throw okay. that in there. I have to, of course, because we're still hiring. Right? That's right. right. So we're hiring five. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's a good group down there, right? We have a great group. Great group. We have 24, 24 great people right now. So. 24 great people. What are the hours? Uh, well, obviously, we're a 24-hour operation, but we work eight-hour shifts. So there's a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then a 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And you always have at least four people working at all times. Um, can have up to seven working um, 
when we have you know people who aren't on vacation and things like that. But so they do get vacation benefits, and it is full time. Do we have part time dispatchers? Full time. We do have a couple part time dispatchers. Um, just the part time pay. They don't get any benefits with it. Just okay. The hours that they work. Uh, but it's usually somebody who's already been a dispatcher. We don't hire just for part-time. We hire somebody who maybe goes and wants to do another full-time job and wants to stay a part of us. So gotcha. we'll work part-time a couple hours just to help us out. Uh, okay. But. So all the spots are full-time? Yes. Okay. And for whom do you dispatch? We dispatch for the Lafayette Police Department and the Lafayette Fire Department. All right. Do you think that'll ever change? We were we had a conversation the other day with the LFD because we're out there doing some training with them and we were talking about how there's a lot that goes on Mm -hmm. right and we're like I wonder if we'll see a metro. I am for it. I think we duplicate a lot of resources. Um, You know, we have to call over to the sheriff's department to dispatch an ambulance. Um, So you have that instead of just having them in the room to tell them or we can do it ourselves. We're having to take that extra it's only a couple seconds but a couple seconds to get them to dispatch the call um then we have you know we have a lot of county units that help us out in our jurisdiction and we help out a lot of other agencies so it's just nice to have all dispatchers in one room you know there's a lot of times i'll answer county's calls have to transfer them over there instead of me just taking it so just a lot of duplication yeah and so for that people don't know how many dispatch Facilities centers are there? We have four centers within Tippecanoe County. The state requires, can only have two, what they call PSAPs, which are public safety answering points. Um, We are able to have four because we have a university. So Purdue University can be their own separate entity. So they count as one. West Lafayette Police Department goes with Purdue, so they're in their center. And then we have Tippecanoe County Sheriff's Department and then Lafayette Police. Oh, that's right, because Westside used to be inside of county, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But now county kicked them out? Yeah, they ran out of room. Oh, okay. They had too many more people. So where's the fourth one then? Or Purdue. can I not count? Yeah. Purdue, so Purdue, West, Purdue Westside County and us. Purdue. Oh, they're, they have their both. I thought yeah. you said they were together. So Purdue well, and Westside. Together, I'm sorry. They're together in a room. Oh, okay. Okay. So Westside does not have their own center. There's a partition. So yes. There's a partition. So yes. that's considered two then. Well, yeah. Well, they, they count them as one to get through um but they dispatch for just west lafayette and west lafayette fire okay purdue just does purdue and then purdue calumet oh really they do purdue calumet as well yeah how far away is that hammond two yeah two hours and (laughs) And they dispatch from there (laughs) Uh uh-huh but i guess that's the same mindset as state police right because they dispatch out of lowell Mm -hmm. so you have one dispatch center for the whole state see i'm learning things did you know that yes learn something new every day ian Mm. proud of it's all right ian Okay, so Come on Katie, now. Hey, Katie, you're civilian employees, but do you fall under any particular division of the police department as far as supervision? Uh, I mean, just the police division, but we're police civilian employees. Um, but we don't I mean we don't have any arrest powers or anything. No, no, no. Lines, but so. who who supervises? Who's that? your supervisor? Yes. My supervisor. Yes. Um, my supervisor is Lieutenant Carpenter. So he's in the operations division with Captain Gossard and Sergeant Rector. So they oversee all of our operations including us and find money for you when you need new chairs and things. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right on. Like so how long you been down there? 11 years in April. Yeah. And you still like love it. For, I still love it. Nice. Yeah. And okay. you, uh, you were getting ready to say something. I apologize. No, I don't remember now. Oh, so 11 years in April, you've been a supervisor for the past three years, three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and you supervise obviously there's are you the 24th or is there 23 i'm the 25th you? oh okay yes so there's 24 below me now is there anybody that's in between there so like you got supervisors or like no no i'm the only so it's our dispatchers and then i'm their supervisor the direct chain of command and then my chain of command is above me so okay. i don't have anybody in between all right so what about trainers just me i have five trainers i'm the sixth trainer so six total so we have trainers who get a special course that they go through it's a three-day course to learn how to be a trainer um and work through all that to and, and tell employees. us where you've been for the last two weeks i've been on night shift for the last huh. two months oh my, oh two months yeah, okay. two months yeah uh, and you've training, been training and help yeah and mm-hmm. help coverage and i loved it i would i would work night shift for my whole career if i could really yeah but your normal work hours are it. through the day normally work eight to four monday through friday but even with the sleep oh yeah Man, well, my, kids I, are, my kids are in school, so I, I, I would go back in a heartbeat too. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's just something about it you can't. Yeah, explain. once it's in your blood, it's just really hard to get out. Patty's over there shaking her well, head. Well, okay, so my son was a dispatcher for West Lafayette PD mm-hmm. for eight years. He, it was eight years. Yes, eight years. Wow. Okay. Well, he started his he interned there and yeah, yeah. and just did a nice little transition into full time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked nights the entire time, and he would go back in a second but i saw what it did to his health yeah he didn't see it it. you don't realize it till you come back out of it Mm -hmm. that that, that is very true yeah you don't you know you don't realize how tired and cranky you can get quickly and you don't feel good all the time Mm, you you don't eat right you don't exercise as much as you should yeah you're just tired all the time but i still love it no no and i i don't disagree and that's the thing you know it's like i know how it affects me i know how you know we're not supposed to be up when it's dark and sleeping when it's light out and so I do love the work. I love the the shift work that night for sure. But yeah. health wise, it's horrible for you. And I don't I don't think it's something that you should, if you can help it, sustain for years upon years. You know. Yeah, I mean, we have two dispatchers who've been on nights. One who's been here twenty five years, and one who's been here um, what twenty four, twenty three, twenty four years, and they've been on nights their entire career. Wow. And they now, both have full time jobs during the day. So I mean, that's. Yeah, they they like to work, but they've been with us and they still do great work here. So wow, that's 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 awesome. I mean, if you can do it, you can do it. But okay. so, all right. So you're on midnights for months, last yes. two months, and now you're back. back okay. What? Uh, hmm, I got a lot of questions I could ask. <laughs> I guess what do you like most about being down there? I don't. It's it's in my blood. I just love the action and knowing what's going on within the city and our police officers. I mean, I've always been a part of law enforcement life, so mm-hmm. take care of our guys. And I'm a kind of a control freak when it comes to that. So I need to know what's going on and make sure things are done correctly to make sure they're safe and our people are happy as can be. And Yeah. So now that we're – yeah, no, absolutely. So now that we're moving into the holidays, what's is anything changing down there? Any phone call? Are we getting more phone calls? Are we getting different phone calls? Mm, I think Do with you the s- cold, you see more stuff on the inside. More people are cooped up on the inside with each other, and you have a lot more family fighting, and you get a lot of families who don't see each other for a whole year and then come together, and then they talk about politics, and they start to fight and argue about things. So I think you see more family domestics and things like that and more stuff that happens on the inside, but um, it's nothing more than I don't think you get every day. It just seems like it might happen more because of the holidays. No, that's fair. 
So do you see us going to addresses that maybe – so if people don't know this, I think a lot of studies have shown that police deal with 10% of the population, give or take, 90% of the time, right? Yeah. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. Being down there. So during the holidays, do you think that we're going to locations that we don't normally go to? I think that's fair to say, yeah, if you're bringing family together who hasn't seen each other, yeah. From out of state, out of town, things along those lines. Okay. All right. Do you uh, – hey, and just don't be quiet over there. So do, we normally <laughs> do these podcasts in the morning. I'm going to pick – come on. That's what I do best. We normally do these in the morning, right? Right. We normally do these in the morning. It's what, uh, 2.30, almost 3 o'clock. And uh, we've had a long week. We've had like a long couple months. It's it's Yeah, it's been a really long couple and months. And so – Captain comes to my office like half hour ago and says, "Hey, we got the podcast." And I know I'm like, "I know I'm tired." And he's like, "No, you can't be tired. Suck it up, we got to do this." Mm-hmm. So we come in here, and look who's asking all the questions, and look who's over there sleeping. <laughs> well, you know, you know why that is, right? Because you have there's nothing in front of you that you've written down to ask questions. So you're, you're this is this is freestyle. I love it. what this is. Yeah, that's uh, what I do. And I have a piece of paper in front of me, and I don't have a single thing written down either. <laughs> Full disclosure. You look professional, though. Yeah, like and, but he got, literally has a blank piece of paper with a pen. I have nothing. I have nothing written on it. He's jotting down but, ideas. But when we were originally talking about the topic for this podcast, which you know, twenty minutes into it, we're kind of, kind of getting back, getting around to it. But I thought it was really interesting, and and when Patty and I were talking about, hey, you know what, we're coming up on November, and obviously Thanksgiving, we got Christmas. And what impact does the holidays have for those of us that work in this field, okay, communications operators, uh, police officers, EMS, spouses of police officers and, and those loved ones? And, and what does that look like for us? Because, and, 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 you know, we were both kind of thinking of you and that you grew up in a, in a home where your father was a police officer, retired, mm-hmm. um, You've lived this life. You're married to a police officer. We can all relate and have those experiences as to what that looks like for us, whether not being able to enjoy that day with our loved ones or having to cut it short or getting called away for whatever reason. And, I, you know, that was the, that was the original idea for today. Right. So. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of impact that people don't realize. Now, all of us are in the family. Um, so we all have our own experiences and, you know, you go through all these years. If you have seniority, then you get to choose when you bid your shift at the beginning of the year if you're going to work Christmas Eve or Christmas mm-hmm. Day but because nobody gets both of them off. That just doesn't ever happen. So, you know, you have to think not only do you have to think a whole year ahead or six months ahead, but then when things come up, there's very few options available to you. And so as a family, people, I think, pull together to help each other through it. Would you agree, Katie? I mean, we'll do, if you have to work it, we'll do carry-ins. So we'll do our own Thanksgiving within, during our shift, um, because we understand that it is difficult to miss those. Um, My family, we just knew not to have the holiday on the holiday. So, you know, our Christmas would be a couple days later if we're ever going to eat with our entire family. Um, My dad worked nights, so we'd have to wait till he woke up or he'd wake up you know, in the middle of his day shift sleep um, to watch us open presents and then go back to bed. 
um, you know, not just holiday holidays, but my husband got called out on my daughter's very first birthday. And, you know, first birthdays, you get the big, the big parties. You spend a ridiculous amount of money for what? But it's their first birthday. Smash cake. Pictures. Oh, yeah. All the it's stuff. for the I photos. Mean, yeah. Um, but he had to get called out on a SWAT call out. And it, it was awful. Like, you know, those are memories that you don't get back, um, some of those things. And so a lot of the guys go through that where their family doesn't wait for. I mean, they still have it. And either they miss it or maybe they can show up for 10 to 15 minutes in between calls. You know, I know our commanders do a really good job letting the guys try to go home or try to be with family for as long as they can. But when you got to work, you have to work. Right. So I've seen some pretty cool things, too, to where maybe you have a, a veteran officer who doesn't have kids at home anymore over the years oh, and yeah. they will come in and work half the shift so that younger officer with with babies or whatever can <clears throat> can have that christmas and then so that, that's been pretty cool to see absolutely uh but yeah i think we do a good job of although we got to work and you know i think it's good for people to know that we do have to work through that at the end of the day i always say that we signed up for it as well and so we take care of each other and i think we still have a good time and um you know, I don't want to say it's a burden on families, but it's got to be tough on them as well. But I don't, I don't know. I guess you just—I don't mindset. want to say you get used to it, but you get used to it, right? You live, you deal with it. I mean, I've told people who ask me when I when I interview people, I have to tell them you are going to work every holiday because you won't have seniority to take it off. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for people to grasp that and like, how do you, well, how do you do it? Well, I mean, I, me personally, I've lived with it, so I don't count. You know, we never do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, we never. You know, my mom just actually sent a text. When are we doing Thanksgiving this year? You know, Friday or Saturday, not not Thursday. So we just don't. It's just not. Which is fine. We our Thanksgivings when it's it's family. It's not necessarily the day. It's when you can be together. And, yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. There's, there's a certain amount of pride there in knowing that your loved one, in my case, is working for a greater cause. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got a great story of the first year that we hosted my family. I have a large extended family. We hosted Thanksgiving and we had shampooed the carpets. We had rented a carpet shampooer and Dave was returning the carpet shampooer and while he was out doing that, he got called out. He was a commander in the detective division at the time and there was a shooting and he just didn't come back. On Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. My husband was there, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we A lot of us were. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that was, that was, we, we just carried on. Yeah. Figured he'll show up sometime. Yeah, yeah, you do. I knew he wasn't in danger at that point. He was doing his job that he wasn't really, we didn't need to worry about his safety. It was just like right. an annoyance more than anything. It's like, yeah, too bad. So I think what we, we ended up doing was packing up some food and sending it hey, downtown. Uh-huh. And oh yeah, we have we get so much food. Just right, and families. the community itself Absolutely. really kicks in for that, right? Yes, yeah, we'll get a lot of stuff that comes in um, through the community. Um, even non holidays will bring in a lot of stuff, but we have a lot of families, so we'll have you know if day shift, or I'm sorry, afternoon shift comes in, they already had their Thanksgiving in the morning, so they'll bring in leftovers from their family for everybody else. And like I said, we'll do carry-ins and the officers. We've had commanders cook for us before, you know, grill out um, things like that and bring stuff down to us. So. Yeah, it, it is a family. And I speak for probably everybody when I say we definitely appreciate the support, too, when people bring stuff in. I mean, it's pretty cool to see. And I know I've always said more people than not support the police and support, you know, so it is really neat during the holidays. So with all that, you know, the families being supportive and the community being supportive, you know, yeah, you got to work. But, you know, I think it shows that you have all that love and support. So 
you go out there and do your job and like you said you can have that get together a day or two later a day or two before and all is good you know yeah, but absolutely uh even that is, might be interrupted so you roll with it right yeah you do yeah yeah. Save food. I mean, it does. Yeah, like as long as you save me food. Yeah, you gotta save the food. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you about do the anything. food. It's not to, about it the family. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Food. As long as <laughs> we have the party later. Time. It's food. <laughs> oh man. So <clears throat> we get through the holidays. Um, do you see? Obviously, the call volume you think stays the same. Have you know I noticed before I got off patrol that I I felt like the call volume actually was a little higher in my opinion on on the main hall like on Christmas on Thanksgiving is that is that still occurring and I don't know if it's just because Lafayette's getting bigger I'm not saying like it's violent crimes or anything of that nature I just really? felt like no. I felt like it wasn't as quiet and I almost wonder if that's due to uh the commercial aspect I'm not talking about crime, but like the hall, the, the stores aren't closing anymore, you know. Oh, they're not. Right, yeah. so, so I feel like the community it doesn't quite shut down. Like it it, used people to. are still out on the road. Maybe crashes. I'm not saying, you know. Again, I'm not saying crime is more prevalent in those times. I'm saying that I feel like people are more out and about. You know, they're going out to eat or they're going shopping on these main holidays. And I just find that really interesting. Well, you're right. It's only been a couple of years that they started opening actually right. on the holidays. And, and uh, the stores and retail and, you know, restaurants and things that relieves a lot of the stress. Because, I mean, think about it. When you're a young family, you run out of diapers and there's nowhere to get them except Village Pantry. That's that's a huge stressor. Or you run out of formula or, I don't know, you forgot your can of corn. I that's mean, right. I that's right. And so, you know, that that did play into a lot of the stress. It's like the stores are not open. You're on your own, bud. So that <laughs> with the stores and restaurants right. being open, I think you're right. That probably does help a bit. And you get a lot of people who are lonely over the holidays. And so they want somebody to talk to. We have some people who just call in to talk. Yeah. And so that might raise some of those numbers. But it's not, you're right, not necessarily violence or yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just yeah. yeah, like I said, I just noticed with the commercial aspect of it that nothing's closing. So, again, higher car, it could be crashes, you know, uh, not necessarily due to snow. I don't. Th- when's the last time it snowed on Christmas Day? Um, I remember Christmas Eve a couple years ago. We That's had a nice a big snow. I want to see some snow too on Thanksgiving. Feel like Christmas? No, not and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. No, not no. Thanksgiving. Sorry, Alan, Ian, no. you've been voted down. Alan no. wants nope. some snow on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Mexico, so that's fine. Oh, <laughs> you don't get a vote. <laughs> Christmas. I feel like that's kind of like when it. You know, we're kind of getting into holiday season, but Thanksgiving Day, regardless if you're on or off, the so snow starts and like kicks off the true holiday season. No, I want to see some snow. Oh, no. <laughs> the captain's face. <laughs> you look like you want to throw up or something. Wants to go shovel on Thanksgiving. Yeah. No. Well, Man. I never said I was going to shovel. Oh, My car okay. goes through the snow perfectly fine. Trying to fine. fry a turkey outside, and you don't want to be snowing. Nope. Yeah, but it's nice Water and hot, right? And you're standing by there, and you got... Oh, no, no. Stop. No, no snow on Thanksgiving. When people listen to Christmas, this, they're going to be cursing absolutely. me, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if it happens. I want snow, so I'm going to hold to it. Mm. Let's see how powerful you are. Yard. It was pretty cool to see it snow the other day. I was like, that's pretty, right? Like It was ago. one time, and that should be it. Yeah, the couple like flakes. <laughs> you live in Indiana. It is our fault. <laughs> you get what you get, right? Right. Just saying. I did actually take a video of that and sent it to my daughter living in Tampa. 
And she's like, oh, that's great. I don't miss it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah. funny, but, though. But the first time, it is, I mean, it's really cool. You like it. It, I mean, it was. I didn't like it the first time. We had just returned from Florida. And yeah, then, that's the next right. Day you guys did. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's just that's kind of rubbing work. salt in that wound. That's how it should work. <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't home. have to drive in it or travel in it, but no. That's true. No. I, well. You know, it's funny because as it gets colder and colder and we get like a month or two in, then I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait till it's hot. And then when it's two, three months into being really hot, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till it's cold. I literally like that every single year. But we don't get a spring. You had like a week of spring and then a week of fall before it hit from winter, summer, back to winter. Agreed? Yeah. But we didn't get a spring. No. We did not. straight from cold to burning hot. Yeah. And the same with fall. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to start talking about global warming? <laughs> no. Definitely not. No. Save the turtles. <laughs> That's what needs to be our next guest, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Isn't he like all into that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure he's really a scientist. But yeah. <laughs> they call him the science guy. All right. So anyways, we're hiring. Everything's good down in dispatch. Do uh, Is there any changes coming up? Any changes at all? Like as far as... Aren't we looking at new systems and whatnot? Is that a thing? I think it's talk of new stuff, but I think it's just in the the talking phase right now. So okay, it's it's, upgrade, give us some better. We're, we we have a pretty good system, but yeah, it's better. Yeah, absolutely. As far as communication with officers, has that changed significantly? As far as the interaction with officers, do you think it's better now than it used to be? As far as kind of knowing where they're at and no yes no i mean it's, i'm just i'm remembering a map on the wall and little push pins of where people oh, are yeah, yeah we don't use push pins <laughs> no, anymore right oh no. yeah we have a system that shows us but yeah i mean yeah communication's gotten better along those lines and know where people are but most part's about the same oh really and then with yeah. like well we got a lot of cameras up too especially around the downtown area now do, do you guys monitor those do. yep we have a couple screens up on the wall and then each of our stations we can look at the cameras individually okay how many do we have i mean there's a lot oh my gosh um it just depends on where you are but yeah mostly downtown there's a probably what 25 alan 30 um just yeah, downtown. like at the, at the depot there's a bunch and we we partner with other businesses like the city bus uh we can see their cameras and um Couple some other schools and... yeah public schools so i think that's the one cool thing about the art Analysis. analysis and response center it's just a center that they that we have created um it has a lot of opportunity for like a command post so when we have things that happen um it's it's a great way to have all of our people in one place talking about one thing instead of everybody being in different locations trying to talk on the radio at the same time or make phone calls we're all in one room they can see what's going on we could put stuff up on a big screen um you can have a dispatcher in there if needed but a lot of it's just it's where our operations division runs out of there's an event coming up that will be utilized. Christmas parade, yeah. I'm yeah, sure the that's parade. What you're talking about, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, big events like that to where we're going to have a lot of resources out, making sure people are safe. We can uh, monitor it from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's had a pretty big impact on uh, major incidents that we've responded to just in the last four or five months. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten pretty good as a department on how that functions, but you guys are an integral part of that with the arc so 
I mean, it's 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 really neat when we have a major incident occur. Um, no, no, no. It's really neat to monitor it when a major actual, incident. Yes, he's not, yeah. not about the actual incident. 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 No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, not that's not cool. But uh, to see it, yeah, it's great. It's it. great to see the arc up and running and and the role that dispatch plays and all the other divisions and in that one room working together. It's it's pretty pretty smooth. So with that being said, I'll tell you it, it is. It was weird. So we had a, a an incident the other day. And where the, the SWAT team was utilized, and they have live feed, so they can see in real time what we're doing. That was definitely weird on our part. I mean, I guess once you're in the moment and you're working, like, you don't think about it. But it was definitely, just with technology, it was definitely strange knowing that the camera on my chest was being viewed. By a room full of people. By a room full of people. In real time. In real time. That was yeah. That was, I think it's neat, and I think it's... It can be helpful in many ways, but like I said, it was definitely it was just strange for me. But uh, anything when you guys first got your body cameras, how hard it was to to have that too, knowing that it, you're constantly being recorded. But it's helped a lot more than hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And the, the it's just a learning curve, right? I mean, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. When we first got cameras, it was more like a it almost felt like okay, they just want to watch everything we do, and that really truly isn't the case. And I think we've talked about on this before, but I think it, like you said, it definitely helps more than not. You know, it's it's With it the just live helps stuff, more. I wish not. I could see sometimes when we call, you know, we'll call a unit. They might have just turned their radio down, but they're on a traffic stop, and I'll call and I don't get a response. Like our hearts drop, you know, waiting for you guys to respond on those stops. So to be able to see you live and just know I can key in and be like, oh, they're good, you know. And I have to worry yeah. about that. You know, that's that's where my mind goes. Or if you're on a football do pursuit, that well, eventually, I think eventually down the line, I think oh. that's the not now. No. OK. But I think the, the idea is when that ever does occur that, you know, if they're in a foot pursuit or anything along those lines, we can see in kind of a second set of eyes. Yeah. Now, you know, I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. And, and right now, when we utilize that tool, um, we send we push a message to the officers, letting them know, hey, going to be you know, tapping in. So they're aware of that. Yes, you guys were aware because I, I spoke with your lieutenant and said, hey, brief those guys, make sure they know. Are you, are you serious right now? Did he? What? <laughs> It'll just be a good we thing. We knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know whose was going to be viewed. Oh, okay. And so when, so on the body cam for people that aren't aware, there is a little like monitor on the top of it. So it'll and, let you know. And really, we, yeah, you know based on lights and sounds whether or not it's operating. But when you look down and they, they, uh, what do you link into it? It'll say live, so they know that like you're live. And we knew that we were going to be monitored, which is fine. We just didn't know who, which person. And I looked down. And I'm like, oh, guess it's me today. So. Yeah, so they didn't but, want you on camera. They wanted your camera. I get it. Correct. Yeah, I think it's probably because I'm on camera enough. What? When? Oh. Yeah. With. Oh, we haven't got there. We haven't even are talked we, about it. Are we it. waiting? Yeah. I, well, we can. We don't have to do it now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Talk about you. <laughs> I know. All right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't help himself. <laughs> You're making people think. Uh, we're, we'll we'll already just, have their own thoughts. That's again. true. <laughs> Real quick though, before I forget, IP addresses. You know, you need to become a permanent part of this. No, nope, no, nope, yep. no. That's okay. I've got you. I deserve it. I deserve everything that I get. So that's fine. That's fair. But before I forget, IP addresses and chime in because Alan's the man with all this. So businesses, like I think he was saying, 
are allowing us to tap into their feed. To be clear, we don't just sit there and watch their store or right. No. no, we don't have time for that. But it is very useful if we are responding to a call there and then we're able to pull it up and see firsthand what's going on so we can relay that information to our partners Absolutely. as a response. We've seen so. lots of crimes, you know, on our cameras that have helped a lot more the hinder on those. Yeah. yeah. No, we do not sit and just watch them all day. So if you are a business owner or that's something you're looking into, you know, getting camera system or whatnot, you know, I always tell people it could be a deterrent. Cameras can be a deterrent, but really they're there for the, you know, the after when we're doing the investigation, we're able to go back. So cameras are good. Uh, but now with the capabilities we have, it is good in the moment now because we can, if we have your access and you allow us, we can tap into that and we can provide officer firsthand information as they're responding. So that is a right, Alan. Is there anything special that you need or we need to do that? It's easier if it's a, a name brand system. There are lots of small camera systems you can buy from web retailers that are uh, from overseas that don't have good documentation and don't play nice with the internet. And they're more meant to be viewed at that location than they are connected to remotely. Oh, okay. So. Name brand, something. So as long as it's name brand, so essentially you just need the IP address, or how does that work? Uh, We partner with the IT department that is at that business to allow um, us to get into their network or that camera to be out on the Internet. And it's like with the school systems, we have to username and password. They only allow certain IP addresses, so they know our IP address, and they allow it to access a specific IP address on their system so that that's not anybody can connect to it and just try passwords until they get in. Yeah. Well, that's obviously a good thing. Yeah. That's another one. I, the schools mm-hmm. do we, you know, all LLC I'm assuming, right? See, I think the central Catholic, I think we, Oh, that's right. Them. Yeah. Um, so that's good. We got eyes in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's pretty neat. I mean, that's definitely been a game changer for a lot of things. Uh, but I just thought that was good for people to know that that is a, I guess you call it a service mm-hmm. that we are able to provide, you know. Extra resource. Extra resource, for sure. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else have any questions? I feel like, again, I'm asking all the questions. Is there anything you'd like to talk about with Dispatch? So, obviously, you guys are hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, five spots. Applications by December December 6th. 4.30 on December 6th. Now, you said website, go to the website and whatnot. Is there, can you just fill it in there? Do you got to print it out or how does that work? Fill it in there and submit it through the website and then we can view it from there. Okay. Okay. Is there any idea as far as interviews? Like, is it usually, are we trying to do it before the holidays or? No, it probably wouldn't be until 2020, early 2020 is when we'd, for this next group where we'd actually hire. It takes, the process takes a little bit. Okay. We do we do a testing and then interview and polygraph. So testing, there's an interview. What's the testing? What's that consist of? So there's a national test, national standardized dispatch test that we use. Um, it just goes over. There's no studying for it, but it just tests your listening, multitasking skills, um, comprehension, problem solving. Um, so it's got a couple of set things that you need to do. Um, that our job, it it does part of what we actually do 
Um, but a lot of it's just the listening aspect of it to see if you can listen to what was being said, if you can comprehend it and be able to multitask. There's actually a difficult multitask part at the end of it that it's hard for, I mean, like, oh. People struggle with that one? Uh, it's it's just more of an eye-opener. Oh, okay. People not realizing that, you know, our job, we do have to listen to the radio and our phone call at the same time. Yeah. Um, and multiple don't... different channels. And, and type. So. And type, yeah. I don't even think about that, the physical aspect of it. But, yeah, it's the listening aspect. But, yeah, yeah I can only do all that at once. I can only imagine as far as, first off, being able to look. Because you got, what, four monitors in front of you? We have three. Well, we have one big one now. We used to have four. So now we have three. So okay. We have a big one in the middle now. So three monitors yep. going back and forth, dispatching, typing. That was one thing before I became a police officer. You know, I was like, I want to go get bad guys. That's what I want to do. Didn't even think about the typing aspect of it. And for us, it's after the fact. You know, I can sit there and, uh, and delete that and and think. You know, I got some time to think about typing. But you're kind of in the moment because I guess if you explain, what would you be typing? Like, what exactly are you guys so typing? If it's a medical run, I have to type in. Since we don't actually dispatch the ambulances, I need to get the call in quick so to get the ambulance started through the sheriff's department. So I've got to be able to put in the address, the nature code, um, and the chief complaint of what the incident is. I have to type all that as fast as I can um, to get it on the screen so they can get dispatch an ambulance to it and we can do whatever other resources that we need for that call. Um, if it's a shooting, a domestic, things like that, I have to be able to get that call in as fast as possible and get, get units going at the same time. Come on down, Ian. We're hiring. Huh. Oh. oh, but people can't just come on down. <laughs> will, you, will you at least fight for me there, sir? Like, you just stared at her like, hey, go uh, ahead. No, that's a good idea. You'd be a good dispatcher. Yes, I will I fight for you. <laughs> uh, Katie, tell us a that. little bit about security for the dispatch center, please. I mean, we know where you're housed. We don't necessarily want to tell the world where you're housed, but... Can anybody just walk by and walk oh, in no, and say no, hi? No, no, no. We are in a secure facility. Um, we're actually in a room that doesn't have any windows, um, but we are a secure facility that you have to um, have a badge or key in to come in down. Um, the only way to get into the room, you actually have to have security clearance um, through our state. Um, so, like, our officers are, you know, obviously they can come in. It's just certain things that they can see or do, but it's a security clearance aspect of it. We can't just have anybody just come in. We do tours. They have to stay at the door. Um, so they can't obviously come in and look at our screens and come actually full into the room. They can just kind of see the outskirts of it. But So Ian is not allowed in our dispatch That would center. be a, a, a sensitive <clears throat> information issue. You're there, not CJ's right? compliant. It is, yeah. He's not CJ's compliant. I'm not, <laughs> not allowed down there. I see how it is. All right. So <clears throat> going back to the hiring, because I think this is important. I think this is a good platform to push this Absolutely, out on. Absolutely, yeah. So test interview mm-hmm. right who they interview in front of or is that a secret no i mean it's just it's it's me obviously um and then my my chain of command so who's in charge of dispatch um one or two so it's usually th- you know, two or three of us total so all these are pass fail right yeah you gotta pass fail the I mean, you gotta you know you gotta be able to work with our group you know you're in a room with you know four to seven people for eight hours a day no windows you know sometimes you don't get breaks working at people's highest stress rate i mean all the stuff that you're going on so you got to have people that are be able to work well in that kind of setting yeah so we have to be able to no that's fair but to pass that. a background check too right yeah that's at the very end yes so yeah we do the interview and then after that's polygraph um that's the same one that they would give officers mm-hmm. um, just because you're dealing with a lot of sensitive information and you have to be able to trust who's in that room 
and then a background, a very in-depth background check. And that's where I come into play. That's where you help me. I've done a few backgrounds on dispatchers so far. You have. So we <clears throat> we do just like with police officers. We'll contact past boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, employers, you know, you name it, to make sure we're hiring the right person. Because, yeah, even just because you're not a police officer, you're still within our world, and we need to make sure we can trust you. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so it's a lengthy process. It is. It takes, you know, we've we've taken a couple months before on it from start to finish. All so right. People have to be patient with it. Yes, Patty? I want to talk about Nixle. Oh, yeah. Because that's something the dispatchers do, and it's a, a vital service to the community. So can you tell us a little bit about Nixle? So we utilize Nixle. It's a, um, what the word I'm thinking of, a mass notification system that, we use and it's actually Tippecanoe County uses it to um, different agencies depending on what you sign up for. But you can sign up for different agencies that you want to monitor, basically where you live or where you travel um, or go to work. But we'll let you know if there's road closures due to accidents um, that we have um, a major incident going on. We need you to avoid the area, um, a huge power outage, you know, something along those lines. Just whatever water main break. Yeah, water main break. I mean, just basically places you might need to avoid um, to help make your travel better. Um, and to keep you in the loop of what's going on within your city. Um, we are in charge of sending that out. Yeah, yeah. it's free. It too, is free, right? yes. Just nixle.com. Um, that's one way that you can you can also text. And there's different ways to get notifications. You can get them via email, via text, um, or, well, I think those are the two big ones. And so you can text your zip code to, is it 888-777? Uh, don't quote me on that. We've got the information the on the website when you get a te- when you get an Excel. Right, and um, then you'll you if you go online, that's the best way to have the most control over what you choose to have notification from whom you choose <clears throat> notifications because you can choose whether you want them from the sheriff, the mm-hmm. state police, uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette, but it is based on your location. Um, so doing it online is a great way. You can say send me texts for this, send me emails for that. But it's it's an amazing service. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I, it's very easy for us to to utilize, and it doesn't take very long for us to do it. I mean, we've had a lot of accidents where officers will ask us to send out a nixle, let people know that you know westbound South Street's closed, you know, from Creasy Lane. So let's people know to avoid that area if they're in a rush or just don't want to sit in traffic for. And nixle is N I X L E. Yes, and if you go to the Lafayette Police website what could you could potentially be el right sure you could yes ian you are yeah i'm just helping people just, out just, that's what i, I do i appreciate it just yeah i was just making sure you weren't saying that for you you're sounded like you were you weren't sure yes it ian it's n-i-x-l-e yeah. yeah there's a link on on the police website captain sends me text messages that's my alert i appreciate I, you you like them is there anything else? We've been. It's been about forty-five minutes. This is a good conversation. I enjoy this. I enjoy enjoy what you call just sporadic conversation. I don't need to write anything down. I call it freestyle. You know, it's freestyle. 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 Yeah, it's sporadic. That's good. I don't know. Really. Alan, you're quiet today. Trying to be nice here, but you're always quiet you're, you're, though. You're always generous. Quiet. We. I don't we're dispatch anybody. You what? I don't dispatch anybody. I don't. No, we just bug. We bug him when we have things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan, I use CAD to send messages. Come in, see me. Yeah. We should. We should. Who, who has a story about dispatching? Katie, what's your favorite story? <laughs> Come on. Well, 
see, you know, people always ask me, so I do that Citizens Academy twice a year, mm-hmm. and I'll come in and I'll talk, and every single time the question is, tell us like, tell us a big call you've had, or the funniest, or the worst, or all those things. My mind goes blank every time, because <laughs> my, I mean, after all these years, they all just run together, or if it is bad, I've suppressed it enough to where you don't, I mean, you don't remember it. Um, that's what we do. We don't talk about emotions, or... Like bottle it up yeah you bottle it up keep it's it just inside. a natural way it's not healthy i don't recommend it but no i just don't I, it's just funny those things just kind of all run together and i never i never know what to say in those in those moments I just, brian you had a good call um antonia took earlier this year the guy was struggling with his homework with his math homework yeah mm-hmm. yeah a little boy struggling with that um i've started a thing here here's your story, story okay for you. um I started a thing just within our dispatch center. It's not, you know, nobody else knows about it, just our dispatchers, but we do weekly accolades. Um, so I've asked, this has been five weeks now, I've asked our dispatchers to do peer accolades. So if they had a dispatcher that's had good calls that they want to recognize them for each week. Um, I had, just this last week, one of our dispatchers, he actually came to us from Benton County. Um, he was a dispatcher there for two years, and he's been with us for a couple months now, but he saved a guy who was doing a Heimlich He talked a female into doing a Heimlich maneuver on a her father, I believe it was, who was choking. Um, talked her and, through it. Talked, yes, him talked through her through it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, to save him. Um, he, and she was able to successfully do that. Um, but just the, hearing him talk to him, you know, telling her she did a great job and just a lot of those things. We've actually had a couple of those. You know, Antonio had one where she talked somebody through CPR. Um, so that was one of those accolades to, and then they, you know, had a pulse and brought them back. And we've had just people who, you know, we've had a couple shootings. This one actually made the news so we can talk about it, but there was a shooting at KFC on South street. You know, I had a dispatcher who was very calm and dealing with that, you know, dealing with somebody in a stressful, um, horrible situation. And she was able to be very kind and talk them through all that. Um, so we just, I mean, we just have a great group of people. And do you actually have little flip charts that you flip the pages with the yes, no, do this next? Yes, we do. do so you? we are, um, it's called EMD. We are emergency medical dispatch. We are all trained on it. Um, but basically we can talk people through CPR, uh, how to administer an EpiPen, uh, what to do if somebody falls 15, 20 feet or more, heart attacks, chest pains, um, you know, a bee sting, you know, what to do for things like that. If they don't have an EpiPen, like how to handle some of those situations. So we're able to walk people through that. Strokes. Um, Has anybody had to deliver a baby? Yes, we've had a couple of those. Really? We have had a couple of those. Usually by the time they call, the baby's has been out. Um, I know Dave Hughes, you know, he was a... Um, he was a paramedic for 18 years, an officer here for 20, and then he's been a dispatcher for three, three or four years now. Um, but he's had to do a pretty his, his fair share number. He's he's who everybody goes to for any medical questions or police questions. So well, he's got that voice been, too. Oh yeah, Dave's got yeah. We've yeah, once heard, he gets 20 and dispatch, then what? I don't know. He needs to stay with me though. He is he's, he is good. Yeah, he, but he's having a great time. So we're we're happy to have him down there. Yeah, he is a good dispatcher. Yeah. I think I think what's important to maybe touch on is, and most people don't know this outside of law enforcement family is the the stresses that dispatchers go through are very very similar to the stresses that police officers go through, and they may be on the phone with someone in crisis for several minutes mm-hmm. before an officer arrives, and you know what they do during that time is critical and. 
I mean, I've had an opportunity over my career just to see the phenomenal work that you guys do down there daily and not just ours, but throughout the County. And, uh, man, that, that, you know, I don't, it's just lost on people. I really think so. I think oftentimes you think about the police officers and what they go through and, and other emergency response personnel. But the, when you kind of circle them back around to what you said earlier, the family, it really is. And it, and it is because of that, because the stress is the same. The calls are the same. Uh, they're just experiencing it from a different perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't get to see it. We right. Need to hear it. Right. And sometimes that can be more traumatic. We don't get an ending. Yeah. We don't get a closure with it. Absolutely. Unless you read the report. And, you know, I think one of the things um, over my career that I learned was that because I didn't I didn't know it as a young officer when I started out. But I quickly learned that that, you know, you guys need to know mm-hmm. and it's important. And sometimes, you know, when you when you come in, we take this stuff for granted midway through the shift just to grab some paperwork or something back in the day when we would go down to dispatch to grab all the paperwork and it'd be like hey what happened on this oh it's still oh Oh, well well here's and and you would just see this like relief come over their face and and i i took that and you know it didn't only took a couple of those times to realize that you know what they're they're going through the exact same thing they're going through yeah absolutely they are and and so it kind of goes back to I know you were asked, you know, some of the characteristics, what you're looking for in quality dispatchers that they, when you're looking to hire them. And I think a lot of it, yeah, you, you, you need all some of the prerequisite stuff, but you really need that piece of it, right? Yeah, you need the personality aspect yeah. of it more than, more than not. And somebody who can, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough job. You're right. You listen, you're listening to people's worst moments every single day, almost all day. It's their worst day that yeah. we are having to you know, de-escalate and try to get people there as quick as possible and having to hear the screams and not, you know, the CPR in progress, but not knowing what's going to happen until that. I mean, I've, oh, I've called people all the time, call in. I want to know what happened on that call or read the report. Yeah. The you did it to me several done. times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the only time that your, that your tone of voice changes because every one of our dispatchers is professional and has a stable, steady voice absolutely. and they, you don't, you're not allowed to show emotion. You can't. It doesn't help. No, no. It's it's actually it's contradictory if you did that. So it's I am amazed that you can continue to do these calls day after day, hour after hour, and still have that tone of voice that that it's not a monotone no. because people understand what you're saying, but you don't freak out. You don't raise your voice. You don't start jabbering. No. And it's that. And you can't on the you can't to the guys either because if I were to take a shooting and I were to scream you know mm-hmm. lock units have a shooting just occur it's going to make them more amped up. Exactly. If I'm calm if I'm calm through it and I have a calm tone of voice I hope that that makes them not get as worked up. I mean everybody's going to have that heart racing moment, but yeah, I, I think you're that you hit the nail on the head. That's really important. Um, I think when you're running lights and sirens across town to get somewhere and you're getting updated information over the radio. Right, because you know that's how you're back. getting it. You yeah. know that the dispatchers are there with you, right? But we're not freaking out, and, right? Right. You know, but they know. I mean, I, I hope I mean, I've dispatched both of you on calls before. I know that you would know if I had something serious, and if I did, oh yeah, like you, you can know, tell. you know, you know, they know their dispatchers. We know them, so you know, they know if we've got something that's real versus something that we think it's a hoax, and this is kind of you know, yes, go check it out, and we'll see if it's real or not. But they know, um, and we have to keep them just as calm and let them know all the information much as possible but 
Yeah, we have you kind of have to hide your personality. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do on a lot of stuff. I mean, some yeah, you do <laughs> on some things. Just like the officers, just do. like cops. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're right. On but the you, radio, need, you need yeah. a sounding yeah. board. I mean, everybody needs. You know, I think we have an EAP program here, but I think it needs to be more utilized. But you have you have to have a sounding board, and I have I have the best one in my husband because he's a law enforcement officer. I can share every aspect of every single phone call that I take. A lot of dispatchers don't have that sounding board. They have each other, so they have that family aspect in dispatch, but they don't have somebody they're not, you know, you can't go home and tell your family what you experience. So you have to have that, have to have somebody to talk to. A lot of people don't. So I think that's where that, we talked about the emotions that get balled up on certain calls where people, you know, don't want to talk about what's going on. But it does affect, it does affect dispatch just as much as the defense officers. Different way, absolutely. We're not seeing it, but we are feeling it in the same, the same way they are. Well, Ian has a solution for that. It's called CrossFit. Ooh, is it my turn to talk now? Boy. <laughs> so, you know, what's funny because I know no one can see this except for us, but you were like leaning over yeah, in your I chair. I wouldn't want to look at you. You, you, were, you were like backed away. He was like just listening. And, and I woke up. I was up. very and intent on what you were talking about. might have even yawned at one point in time. Did. Wow. Yeah, I think he did. Hey, come here. Bit. Yeah. It was a late yawning when I was talking. What? <laughs> no, really? when I was talking. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, first off, <laughs> no. I was thinking because I definitely think that cops take dispatchers for granted, and not because they mean to. But you know, we some don't. No, no, no. We don't. We don't mean to. But I'm just saying, like their job, like we. Hey, give us the information. Give us the information because oh, we're trying that's to our get job. that. No, right. I agree. I'm just it, now thinking back into you know my time on the street and your you know it's it's just uh, taking it for granted. Like you are our family, you are our brothers, our sisters. You're going to have just as much as you fight with your siblings at home. You're going to have that exact same interaction with your officers. There's going to be moments where like, really, did you just ask me? You know, if there was a medic going to a, a medical run, like, did you really just ask me that? There's going to be those moments for you sure, know? but that's that's the family aspect of it where you know. Then you hash it out. Yeah, I think that overall we all we have a great working relationship for sure. I'm just thinking back to all the times to where you know we don't think about your mindset of that closure and all that. So, but I think again we have a, a good enough working relationship to where you 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 and all the rest of the dispatchers can call those officers and be like, hey, you know what happened there? So we absolutely have somebody we can go to versus maybe a, a larger like metropolitan in India or whatever. I wonder if those kind of relationships are there, if they ever even see I don't those. Think they do. I mean, we have a couple dispatch websites where there's dispatchers from all over the world who comment and stuff on things like that. A lot of them don't see their officers. They couldn't tell you what half of them look like. They don't know. They barely know their names. They just might know their badge Unit number. numbers. Maybe even that. Yeah. You know, we get lucky enough that we can see our guys and, you know, I can tell you, if I see you in the hallway, I know you're one of mine, you know, yeah. one of those things. But, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have that. We wouldn't have that with a Metro dispatch center. Eh, I think we'd still have some. I think around here, if we went, say we went to a metro here, I really think that we would still have that because we're not so big. We wouldn't be thousands of officers. We would just be a couple hundred. Like us and a few hundred. Like I don't think it'd be off. I think Purdue would stay separate. I think they have to on their on the way there. The thing works, but I think we're such. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we're big enough. And all of our dispatch, we all know each other. I know a lot of county guys and West Side guys. So I think you know, you still message each other and still you know call on the phone and. How does uh how does ISP dispatch? It's it's not local, is it? It's out of a. Oh, it's out of Lowell. 
Yeah. So they have so, a little dispatch. So when they need so something. the troopers here, I mean, they're 100 miles away from their dispatch, their dispatch center. Right. Yeah, they might know us better than they know. Right. Yeah, so they know? definitely probably don't know their dispatch. Probably not. Dispatch might know their voice, maybe. Yeah. yeah maybe they're, you know, but they probably don't then. know. They don't have those relationships, which that's, that would kind of stink. I'm, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like well, knowing. I think it, it matters to have. I mean, like, you know, we'd obviously don't want, you know, you know, this whole, you know, officer sitting dispatch for hours at a time or, you know, all things like that. But you need, we, I think we need that relationship with you guys to have. Yeah. To I, have that. I would argue that, you know, granted, I've never worked for a smaller agency and I've never worked for MPD. I've always been here, but. It's just I, all the time yeah. feeling that you might get. Yeah, I on guess. The, the Man, inside. you were on a roll with me today. <laughs> today? These, when they, that's true. That's true. Time, no, so, uh, but I think we're like that perfect size agency to where yeah. we have that, that tightness of the family. Everybody knows everybody. Like, unless you're a brand new recruit, you know, but that nobody time. knows. It, it takes time. Okay. But I didn't, you know, after a while, everybody knows who you are. You know who they are. You know their voice. But yet we have all these other side opportunities to do, you know, SWAT and this, that, and the other, you know, all these specialty opportunities. I just think we're like that perfect size agency to where we have the resources, we have a bunch of neat things in our community, you know. I just it, – it is – I just think it's perfect size, perfect size community. I mean, obviously we're still growing, but, you know, we still have that kind of everybody knows everybody mentality, but yet – you know, we're big enough to where there's a lot of resources, a lot of companies and all kinds of stuff coming in here. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's also going to be neat, too, once we, um, you know, obviously a lot of serious discussion about a new police department mm-hmm. in the future. And what's that going to look like for our communications center and how that's going to be laid out and in relation to the department as a whole. And so there's a lot of input that you're going to have over the course of the next year on the yeah. on on what that layout looks like i mean the chief promised us windows i mean that's all you know we can I, i've been saying that for that. 15 plus it's, years it, it's is, funny the amazement how it would be just to have sunlight or light into a room to be on the change. very top of the police department with windows all the way around That'd how cool be, would that yeah. be and i've seen that like Fort an air Wayne, traffic Fort control Wayne center that, yeah do they yeah we went to visit one of theirs yeah. and, well when it's built in three or four years we'll make sure that we give you a tour tour when you're retired sir and oh, we'll show you that hurt, man. <laughs> oh, that no. hurt bad. You're not allowed to go anywhere. But it, there's, there's send, send the little bus over to, to the to the uh, nursing home and pick him up. Oh wow! See, I didn't go there. Whew. I did Addie. not go there. I'll be in. The, oh. I'll be down the hall. Addie. What? <laughs> I'll be down the hall. That's if my kids find a nice place for me. We'll find a nice place for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until then, we'll continue to have fun because I enjoy this. With that being said, though. I think it's I think it's time to wrap it up. Patty's got places to be. You know, it always surprises me how quickly an hour goes by. Right. Honestly, it really does. It just flies by. Good times, good times. It is. <laughs> we really appreciate you being here, Katie. Thanks for having me. Seriously. Yeah, and I, I meant what I said about making you a permanent part of the I'm podcast. I think that'd when. be awesome. Just well, I mean, pick on Ian more. It's fine. That's fair. And he's been just grasping at straws, trying to stick around as long as he can. Because you know, around here, captains aren't allowed to have fun. But yet, he keeps holding on. Yeah. So we got some good ones. Be careful. You add another spot until until somebody until someone tells me that I can't do it anymore. I'll continue (laughs) to do it. I enjoy it. It is fun. Well, again, how about you, Alan? (laughs) 
I'm the quiet one, but I've been here the entire time. Oh, he has. <laughs> He's been here from but the start. I've been here. I'm the, the longest, longest member, I guess. Yeah. Me and Tom. So real quick, before we end it. Everybody else has rotated in and out. So, Patty, when did you jump in on the podcast? We had a different it was before me, department. I know. That would be May of 2017. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you've seen it evolve. You've seen it grow. What do you think? I wanted this format from the beginning because I don't think people listen to podcasts in 10-minute increments. I think they'd rather pause it when they need to go to work and hit play when they get back in their car at the end of the day. If you're just rejoining us. Yeah. <laughs> so you like the fact like, that we just have a conversation and form. long form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems more Good. relaxed. You're right with that word. It was much. Yeah. It is fun. Cracking, being like, no, you're going to have to talk and people are going to hear it. Like, hi, Katie. Different. What is your yeah. name? I what is your rank? Ever, what yeah, is yeah. very structured. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think for personalities for Ian and I, Ian's much more, this, this is a format that he is more suited for. Whereas I'm, I'm more of a structured person where I like to have an, you know, write things down. And so for the first several months we were doing this, he was very patient with me, but I would, we would get these outlines and all these questions. And, you know, I just went, didn't want to come in here and look like a fool and sound stupid, but, uh, Ian but has, it has no problem with that. Well, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew. I was just, man, you hey, just set her up. Like, really? I know. She didn't give me the assist Good on that night. one either. That was great, yeah. He did come in my office, though, before we came in here, and he's like, did you write down questions? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I just want to have a conversation. I did. Yeah. I, I'm still in that mode a little bit. It's just, it's just who I am. It's just part of me. And But that's also what's nice about this, because it's different than what I do each day. And... It really kind of breaks that. Zone. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to them. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, we'll do it again. We'll bring you back. Uh, Let me know. I'll, yeah. Absolutely, it was fun. Hopefully, you get some some applications from this. If great. not, we'll do it again and push out the message. So, again, thank you and have a great Thanksgiving and Christmas. This has been Inside the Squad a podcast from the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is a community outreach podcast and is hosted by Specialist DNO Shields and Captain Brian Phillips of the Crime Prevention Unit within the department. Production assistance provided by the City of Lafayette IT Department. You can email us show ideas or questions at podcast at lafayette.in.gov. Be sure to join us on Instagram, Twitter, Nixle, and Nextdoor. Thanks for listening.